1 down to verse 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, who became Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in this season. God, you're doing bountifully, over-the-top things. Father, align us, spirit, soul, and body, that we may be the witnesses and the recipients of what you're doing even now. Father, touch my vocal cords, speak through me. God, stimulate my mind so that I think outside of all the trauma that I've been through in my life. God, begin to touch my heart in the greatest of ways. God, that all the word that's placed in me, whether it be from studying or gleaming from my spiritual leaders, God, begin to over, overflow my heart with wisdom and knowledge that will lead your people into the great destiny that you would have for them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. You can take your seats in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to talk to you about a few things, and I use this scripture, in, in fact, I wrote my points before I wrote down my scripture. Um, I, I woke up about four something this morning. And I went up in my office and I, I went up in my office because I felt a little pressure. And uh, while I was feeling pressure, I was sitting there and I had my laptop open and had my bag right there next to me. And it's like 445 in the morning. So I'm going to, I said, well, since I'm awake, I'm going to start putting a message together for tonight. And uh, it's like the Holy Spirit told me, you're not going to be able to effectively articulate to the people while you're under pressure. I learned years ago, never make a critical decision while you're under pressure. Never make a critical decision while you're under pressure. So I closed my laptop and I went back down and went to bed, went back to bed and went to sleep. And then I woke back up. When I woke back up later, and it was about daylight then, when I woke back up, I started with my, picked up my phone off the nightstand and I started writing what I'm going to share with you tonight. But some people are trying to get a word from the Lord and you're stressed. And God can't talk to you clearly when you're stressed like that. And uh, you got so many people who are talking and they're talking from a place of brokenness in, instead of a place of wholeness. And you cannot, when you're serving God's people, God's people are holy people. And you don't talk to them out of the woundedness of your soul. You talk to them out of the heavenly voice from heaven above and give them what God has served. So I probably would have sat up there and struggled to daylight trying to put something together when all I had to do was go relax. And that's why we saying, go relax so I can talk to you. God is not talking to you while you're stressed. He can't get through your soul. Your mind is in the way. So he said, go relax. So I went to relax. And so I wrote this. To, to, to title tonight, Faith or Familiar. Faith or Familiar. Faith or Familiar. You can't have both. If it's familiar, you don't have faith. Faith or Familiar. You're going to have to make a choice. Either you're going to be in faith and you be in an unfamiliar place or you're going to be in familiar and have no faith at all. You don't need faith when you know what's going to happen. You don't need faith when you know the territory. You need faith when it's uncharted territory. 
You don't need faith when, when all of your friends like you. You need faith when nobody likes you. And so many of us want everybody to like you. That's why you don't have any faith. Because everybody's saying what you want to hear. And it doesn't take faith for that. I don't surround myself with a bunch of people who are yes people. I want some people to give me their perspective. And I've even gone outside the church because I want to hear something that somebody else may not be saying to me. If I'm deviating, tell me. I don't need somebody cheering for me and I'm off the side of the road in a ditch. So I, I surround myself with some really smart people that'll challenge my thinking. Because I'm in faith. All right. Familiar is to be well acquainted with. Familiar, the definition of familiar is to be well acquainted with. Familiar is to be well acquainted with. Listen here, Abram. I can't do much with you because you're too acquainted with your surroundings. I know we were talking last night. This ain't about you. But you're too acquainted with things. You know how to come in church. You know how to go out of church. You know what songs are going to be sang. You know, you know the time. You know what, exactly what, what time I'm going to get up. You know everything. And because you know everything, it don't take faith. So you're so familiar with your surroundings or you're so acquainted with them, you're, you're not necessarily in faith. Faith leads you into unfamiliar ter territory. Faith leads you into unfamiliar territory. Right now, if you're in faith, you have, you have a project that you need education on. If you're in faith, you have a project that you're not very skilled in. If you're in faith, you're doing something that you need the help of heaven in. Teresa, when you were talking the other day, and we were, we were talking about being sleepy when you were driving, and you were talking about, well, uh, I, I can remember uh, that getting home, but I couldn't remember how I got off the exit, how I drove down the highway. I couldn't remember that. You were so familiar, you could sleep and drive home. Some of these people have been driving sleep for years. They're so familiar with their surroundings that they don't use any faith to do anything. And if you ever push them towards faith, they get upset. Because they want to do it without thinking. They want to do it without trusting God. You, know, you try to tack God's name on it to attract other people. But you're not really using faith. There's this thing I watch it all the time. In order to, to bring, say for instance, I'm, I'm not saying politicians are bad. You know, I love politicians. I'm, I'm hanging out with a lot of good politicians now. But some politicians pray so they can attract people who are ignorant. They'll quote a scripture so that you'll feel like they're godly. They'll pray over their food for the first time just to attract your attention. But you wouldn't realize that because you have been, you've been operating in the dark so long. You've been asleep so long. You don't even know when realness gets in front of you because you're used to the same routine. And then when somebody comes around that has faith and believes something, you get nervous because you haven't been operating in faith. 
And, and the church is so bad. I don't understand. I was going to try to find an old phone that I have, Sasha, uh, and bring it up here versus the, 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 the one that I have. Now, which one is that that's going to stop working next year? Is it 3G? It's already stopped working. So most of the people are getting an upgrade because their phones are going to stop working. What you're doing stopped working a long time ago. That's why you ain't getting no connection, no reception. It quit working a long time ago. And you still say, hello, 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 hello. Nobody's texting me. Nobody's calling me. Want to know why? So because it's not familiar, you were, you were used to that flip phone. You knew how that flip phone operated. But now this other thing you have a problem with. And, and you rather miss calls and miss connections because of what you're used to. They don't do church like that no more. You understand me? We've been through a pandemic. The audience is not in the church. And if you think that you can flip this number of people, you ain't streaming in. Nations are attracted. It ain't just a few people. And if you try to grade your success and your achievement and your worth in the church by what you see, you have misjudged everything. Familiar is to be well acquainted with. Faith leads you into unfamiliar territory. God wants to scare you. He don't want to give you fear, but he wants to scare you. He wants to scare you so you'll trust him. He's not putting sickness on your life. He's not putting financial problems on your life. Because the, the, the further you move where he wants you to move, the more the supply is there. So it's not finances and it's not sickness. It's just you want to stay what's in what's familiar because it doesn't take effort. So in other words, you're lazy. Growth is never stimulated when you surround when your surroundings remain familiar. Growth is never stimulated when your surroundings remain familiar. You can jump around speaking in tongues. I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. And if you still got the same friends, you're not growing. <laughs> and all y'all drunk in what you say is the Holy Spirit. And all y'all broke too. Because you're doing something and not acting. It takes something different for a different day. Just like your phone changes, you have to change. But God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, you think Jesus would be talking on a flip phone today? If you don't move, you hold everybody that has confidence in you back. If you don't step forward in an experience, you deprive everybody behind you of an experience. 
and you want to be a leader. I call that blockage. I don't call that leadership. It, it takes faith. It takes, I'm an international speaker, international relationships because of faith. Not because I got on a plane, it's because of faith. Familiar has always, let me back up. Familiar has a way of eluding which attracts you back to a place of bondage. I added the attractions. When I looked up eluding, it said, it says attractive. So familiar has a way of eluding you back to a place of bondage. It attracts you. <laughs> you have to be careful when familiar is attractive. That's why y'all, some of y'all still in love with people who are gone. It's attractive. It's familiar. Well, I know them, do you? Let me show you how attractive bondage can be. Let me, can I show you in scripture how attractive bondage can be? Bondage is this attractive. Numbers 14, verse 3 and verse 4. You, you thought the future was attractive. No, bondage is more attractive than the future. Bondage is more attractive than your dream. Numbers 14, verse 3, verse 4. Why has the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims? Would it not have been better for us to return to Egypt? Now, Egypt is bondage. So you're saying we're going back? It's so attractive. Let's do this. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. So you mean they picked you as a leader because they want to go back. In a setting like this, if they like you more than they like me, it's because they want to go back. And they thought you were ignorant enough. I'd be careful when somebody comes to me and starts talking to me about going back and want me to be their leader. That means they see you as a fool. Because only fools want to go back to slavery. <laughs> Look at the metaphor in there. Look at the metaphor. Let's stop following the apostle because he's trying to take us into the promise. And we see a lot of challenges. So let's find us an ignorant person who has really no real credibility. He's just showing the sign that he's not real supportive. So let's get him. Let's select him so he can take us back so we can be on the Pharaoh again. So we can be beat and deprived opportunities of worship. 
so that we can sit there and moan with one another and enjoy it because nobody's saying anything about the future anyway. Nobody believes that we're going we're gonna to be debt free. Nobody believes that we're going to be healed. Nobody believes that we're going to be sane. It's crazy to go back to where you came from. But I'm going to go back to my old church. Go ahead. And if you can find a leader that'll help you to start it with no money, because see, they don't understand how much it costs. So go ahead and find somebody that can't pay the rent on the building. Go ahead and find somebody that can't provide sound and seated. Go ahead and find somebody. Yeah, you go right ahead because all you're doing is going back to slavery. Go back to being raped. Oh, you can see why your money going around here. Go on back to being raped. You enjoy being raped. See, see, the tendency, you're more attracted to the pain that you came out of than you are to what's ahead of you. That, that, that the sun is coming out. I can now see. I can see my dream now. Now you're going to tell me that you're going to be so attracted to where you came from that you don't celebrate where you're going? In fact, you saying, you so traumatized, you're saying your rapist is your lover? <laughs> familiar, it's familiar. When people are attracted to familiar, they'll go back to the abuser. At least they didn't ask us to clean up. At least they didn't ask us to tithe. At least they didn't ask us to attend service. At least they didn't ask us what the preacher preached. You have to be careful when that kind of thing becomes attractive to you. You want to go back? You, know, you want to go back? You want to go back? I, I'm not going to fight you. People who tell me that they feel called to some other level of ministry, some other direction, uh, they said, well, you know, this is where we feel. I'm not, okay, well, let's, let's initiate this right now. When we're in this meeting, okay, let's go ahead and get you on your way. Because if you're thinking like that and feeling like that, you need to move like that. Because that ain't where we're going. We're not going back. I, I don't know about some of you, but back there was not pleasant for me. Back there was broke. Back there was worry. Back there was anxiety. Back there was a lot of pain and no gain. This is still pain, but there's gain with this pain. So you want me to go back to pain with no gain? You want me to go and suffer and get no triumph? No. I don't mind dealing with what I'm dealing with as long as I'm moving forward when I'm going through it. So you can't stop me with pain as long as it's moving me forward. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As long as my weeping, my tears are wiped away and the sun comes up and I'm in a better place after the sun comes up than I was. Faith 
or familiar. They are familiar. I don't have to struggle with no bills nowhere at all. I remember when I was struggling. I'm not struggling like that. I remember when I was wondering. I'm not wondering like that. So you, you want to go back. I can't let you shift this current. I won't let you shift this current. You go on back. You want to talk about any of y'all that, that's having conversation. Get off this ship. We ain't going that way. There's a tendency, this kind of com- these kind of conversations, they go on. They go on. You have to be careful that you don't engage in them. Because if you sit there in those kind of conversations long enough, they'll, if you listen to that, they will make good stuff seem bad. If you sit there long enough, you just, all you got to do is sit there. The, the demonic influence is in the room. Why do you have to pay the bill? You know, couldn't he pay our bills? You know how long I've been paying y'all bills. Do you know? Do you know how much money I have spent on y'all's bills? So we, you want me to save your house and lose God's house? Listen, I got eight minutes. Familiar and ongoing success will never be related. If you want success, you don't have to give up familiar. There is no way to have long-term success and think you're going to have familiar. Keep running with your boys and bringing them in your condo and see if you ain't back on the street with your boys after a while. Familiar and ongoing success will never be related. There is no way to relate those ongoing success for a believer takes faith. Faith moves you out of familiar. Let me, can I touch, can I just talk to you? I think like this. I've been around you for five years and you ain't brought nothing to the table in five years. Why would I spend another five years with you? Familiar and ongoing success. So if you hear me talking about more success, you, you, you have to understand we're talking about un, more unfamiliar territory. Great success is achieved by those who believe in times of uncertainty. Great success is achieved by those who believe 
in times of uncertainty. So when you're in times of uncertainty, look at who's on your ship. Because if they don't believe in the storm, they're going to wreck your calm season. If they couldn't believe in the pandemic, the great success was proven in the pandemic. What you achieved then, those who believe in times of uncertainty. Your faith don't start when it's sunny. Sunny means it's time to party. <laughs> Your faith kicks in in the worst, most turbulent, dark seasons of your life. And if you can't have faith in the dark, how are you going to have faith in the light? Faith says, I'm coming out of midnight. Great success is achieved by those who believe at times of uncertainty. When it's uncertain, this is my workout. <laughs> I'm in the gym now. Some of y'all need to start going to the gym. I'm in the gym now. This is what's making me what, what I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm adding some extra reps now. I always, you know, once the pandemic started, I think it was about the second year of the pandemic, um, I had my annual exam and I was very curious about my annual exam because I knew I'd been under stress. I knew I'd been under stress because of the pandemic. I, preached, I was in here preaching. I could only have 10 people in here. You enjoy enjoying watching service in your pajamas. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was going to do a full service with 10 people. So it was stressful. So I was interested in seeing what my numbers were because I know stress affects the body. And when I got there and my numbers were good, I knew then I was in faith because the pressure didn't change my numbers. I just had a, what, Monday, Monday, I had my annual exam Monday. They said, uh, Mr. Davis, the only problem is, is uh, your vitamin D is low. Uh, which means I haven't been out in the sun enough. So I went and stood on the, on the back deck today. So I'm going to keep going. If that's all I need to do, go stand on the back deck. You mean I don't need surgery? You, you mean I don't need a prescription? You, you said all I got to do is go stand on the back deck. Is that all? I don't, I don't know about you, but because you don't gauge your uncertain moments correctly. And, and maybe that's why they got you on all that stuff. But if all I got to do is just go stand in the sun, I said, well, I, I told a guy, I had a meeting this morning. I told him, well, all I'm going to do is I'm going to start trimming my own uh, hedges again. Just so I can get some sunlight. 
but, but it wasn't the stress. You can't let people drive your blood pressure up. Some of y'all letting stuff around you uncertain to kill you. That's why I'm trying to teach you. While you sit down, what is he going to teach? I'm, I'm saving your life. Faith, real faith, genuine faith will save your life. People are dead because they didn't believe. It threw everybody, everything in their body off because they didn't believe. And I don't understand people in church numbers being off that drastically when you're supposed to have faith that brings you to a calm. I know some way. I know somehow. I know God's going to make a way. <laughs> I know God's going to bring me through this. I know, I know God ain't going to leave me with a church full of haters. Some kind of way this thing is going to shift. And that's how I believe. So it keeps my numbers good. They do an EKG every year. They say my EKG is like an athlete. Cause I ain't letting, I'm not letting negative people get under my skin. I'm going to be up, I'm going to be up praying and studying. I ain't going to be up worried about anyway. So I'm probably going to be a little bit darker next month. I'm trying to save my color. Trying to keep from having a tan. I'm going to get me a tan now. Oh, yes, sir. I'm going to have a good tan. I'm going to look like I've been on a mission trip in Africa somewhere. I'm going to get me some sun. Because if that's all I need, I'm going to get me some sun. See, I'm not like y'all. Everything they tell me I need to do, I do it. See, in order for my, my numbers to stay right, I had to get away from the familiar. What is familiar? Chasing and worrying about people who don't want to do no better. You can't spend your life trying to take somebody somewhere that don't want to go. You wear yourself out. You're asking yourself, why haven't they changed? They don't want to change. <laughs> Leave them where they are. Road to being a blessing. Road to being a blessing and I'm done. Road to being a blessing and I'm done. In this scripture, it gives you the road map to being a blessing in this portion of scripture. In these Three verses of scripture, it gives you a road map to being a blessing. A, leave the familiar. That's the first thing you have to do if you're going to be a blessing. You cannot be a blessing and be attracted to familiar. If all of your friends want to talk about where you've been and never engage in a conversation about where you're going. Girl, you remember what you looked like in the yearbook? What year was that? Let 
Let me, the people who are stuck, the people who are stuck, they still got that same swag, but no hair. Be. In order for you to be, receive the blessing, you got to leave the familiar. The blessing would not come on him where he was. God is not going to waste his blessing on people who are not going to receive. They're too familiar with you. That's why they don't receive from you. So I'm not going to bless you until you get out of that clique. They're not receiving from you. They believe something different than you. So if you lead them, then I'm going to put something on you that I can get through you. But I can't get it through you as long as you got all those alliances with people who are too familiar with you. Don't be surprised when I go to preach. I go to preach so you can get used to me not being here all the time. When you start getting familiar, I'm going to get on the road. No clapping on that. When you don't appreciate what I'm saying, I'm going to just get in the car and I'm going to say, I'm coming to preach. We got enough locations. I'm going to go, I'm coming to preach. They, they don't appreciate. I'm coming to preach. They'll appreciate it when I get back. That familiarity, it will kill. It'll kill everything. It, it's, a, it's a repellent to the dress, the blessing. Can't bless you. You're around everything that's familiar. See, be a blessing to many. You can never be a blessing to many until you receive the blessing. You can never receive the blessing until you leave the familiar. I take my family, I take in Sasha, Lady Davis and Sasha on a journey. We not where we where we were. I take them for a ride every, every day, right? And, and there I keep them in uncharted territory. I'm sitting there talking, uh, let's go meet these people. Let's go have lunch with these people that I met. And they're like, oh, we don't know them. <laughs> Isn't that right, Lady Day? We don't know them. I'm like, these are my friends. I'm so excited about it. Know who they are. What are we going to say to them? It's good when you're in a room where you don't know what to say. <laughs> then you start listening and you start learning. If everybody, bye, 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 like you, then your language is hindered. Lady Davis, do I not come home excited when I meet new people? I come home, I'm bouncing off the wall. I'm so excited. I just met somebody new that I got. Hey, I got some people that want to really hang out. And they want to really, they can really be a blessing to me. And they, I can be a blessing to them. And, and Lady Davis, look at me. Uh, but, but I keep them in that place. Because I don't want to lose them. Because if it gets too familiar, and if I let y'all lock me in, I ain't losing my family because y'all locked me in. I, I'm gonna I was taking it a step further. I'm not going to lose my mind over people who don't receive what I have to say. I'm not going to, no, 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 no. Some people say, you angry. No, I'm aggressive and passionate. I'm not angry. And I'm not going to let people make me angry 
to where now I got internal issues because I'm not able to vent. What you need is a good dose of the unknown. That's what you need. You need a good dose of a conversation that you don't have the language for. You need a good dose of an elevated place that it seems like it's hard for you to breathe. The reason I am a blessing is I'm in an arena that I am being blessed. The reason I have wisdom is because I'm in, I'm in an arena where wisdom is a constant flow. I'll close with this. I'm done. I'm done. You know, I talked to you about the Melchizedek. been teaching about that a few services. But what I saw with, with these models in this, this territory, uh, my spiritual father, who's at home to be with the Lord, he was, he was averaging like, his membership was about 25,000 people. 25,000. One of his spiritual sons, who was very committed to him at the time, uh, was released into ministry. In a matter of three years, he had 9,000 members. The church was growing so fast. This is a son. The church was growing so fast, they built a $14 million building. This is a matter of like three to five years. How long we say we've been pastoring? So I watched, I watched that happen. I watched the ministry go from nothing to 15,000 people in a matter of five years. I'm, uh, I have a pastor now. Most of his sons that I talk to are doing this or greater. One that we may have coming to the shift conference has 15,000 members. There is not a post that he puts on that doesn't attract somewhere about 20 to 50,000, sometimes 80,000 people. You want little? Stay around little. You want big? Get around big. You want to see advancement? Get around things that are advancing. You want to stay the same? Keep slapping high five with the people who can't grow up. I know something great is on me. And I'm not going to let anything dwarf me. And you got to be determined. When you know something is on you, in you, you got to be determined that you don't let those mediocre conversations you don't need to adjust to it if you can't change it leave it Ed I refuse to adjust I am here to change but we ain't never heard that in Birmingham what I got to do with anything You ain't never been rich before, but you about to be one. You ain't never been a millionaire, but you about to be one. 
You ain't never had, you always been worried about money. You, you're about to get to that place where you're not worried about money. So I'm closing, I'm, I'm walking away. But what you have not had, you're about to have. So you need to learn how to deal with it. You need to start doing some research on some things that you're not accustomed to. I wasn't used to millions and billions, but I'm getting accustomed to it. That's why I'm putting it in the atmosphere. But not only am I putting it in the atmosphere, I am also processing myself because there are nations I'm going to be blessing. You happy because you got a house and your parents didn't have a house. No, you got to get happier than that. God got more than a house for you. There's too many homeless people for you to be excited, but you just having a house because your mom and daddy didn't have a house. God's got to stir some. I got to go. God's got to stir something up in you. You got to get out of that place. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm getting out of that place. Don't be talking crazy to me trying to get me to settle. I'm not going to settle. There's something on the inside of me. I'm going to wait on somebody to say something to stir me, provoke me, cause something to get lit on the inside of me that I can't put out when I leave the church. All of a sudden, when I lay down, it wakes me back up. Something great going on on the inside of me. You shouldn't have let me see it and then tell me I couldn't have it. You shouldn't have let me get exposed to it and tell me I can't go there. You shouldn't have got me close to the promised land and tell me I can't go in the promised land. You told me that promised land is mine and then under one leadership I walk around 40 years in the wilderness and I'm familiar with every tree, every hump, every pump. No, I'm going in, baby. I'm going in. If I'm going, I'm getting past these trees I've been seeing most of my life. These dilemmas I've been seeing most of my life. This craziness that's been going on generationally. I'm coming out of this and I'm coming out of it now. And now I will not be familiar with the things my mom and daddy were familiar with my brothers and sisters. I refuse to be refusing and I will not be denied. I shall go in and I'll break the boundaries of my city and tell my city, you're not going to hold me. God has already released me. Somebody better shout in this place. Walls are coming down now. Don't tell you, you can't be great. No, put me in the room. I'm scared, but I'm going to stay in the room till I grow up. I fit this room. I didn't fit that other room. I fit this room. I have room to grow. I have room to expand. Shouldn't have let me hear something. Shouldn't have let me get exposed to anything. Should have kept me locked in prayer, but I'm out now, baby. I'm free now. Shouldn't have let me ever cross the state line. I can cross every line. I can cross every boundary. Shouldn't have gave me help if you want to hold me back. If I got a healthy body, I'm going to do something great with this body. I want every healthy, able body, jump, scream, do something. Do something with that healthy body. Never sit idle when God gave you a healthy body. 
You got to learn how to do something with what God gave you. And if you still got your limbs working, do something with those limbs. Let the Lord know I'm going to be faithful with what I have. Everybody that said, who do you think you are? Tell them, watch this. I'm going to show you who I am. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Tell them, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You better not blink your eyes in this season. All that questioning you've been had going on, you better not blink your eyes. I'm about, I'm going to give you something to see. I'm going to prove to you everything that's been prophesied in the atmosphere. It's manifestation time. They thought it wasn't going to come to pass. They thought it wasn't going to happen. Teresa, they thought you wasn't going to move. They thought you were going to be locked in. But you lose. When the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberation. Everybody that thought they had you locked up, the devil is a liar. Say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Nobody's thinking. Nobody's present can hold me down. I'm coming out. Bad things happen, but I got a good dream on the inside of me. And my dream is a reality. Hey, if you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.